Hello, and welcome to Foul Puck, a podcast about sports ball for the rest of us. Unlike other sports ball podcasts, we talk about sports without assuming that all of our lovely listeners know everything there is to know about how Tom Brady requested and received $960,855 in PPP loans that were supposed to go to small businesses struggling in the pandemic, and then he bought a yacht. That's right. <laughs> That's the kind of episode this is going to be. And Buckle like it or not, I, Rachel, am your host today. I love it. I usually talk about baseball, but today you get what you get. Okay, and I'm joined in the green room by... Uh, I'm Nancy. I am your basketball enthusiast, generally speaking. In this case, I am your football know-nothing. My partner knows more about football than I do, and bless him, that's not saying a whole ton of a lot. Her partner, not a sportsman. (laughs) Exactly. Still knows more about football than I do. (laughs) Uh, and I'm Rebecca. I'm your hockey person, and I have opinions about football, and you will hear them today. I also have opinions. I think we all have opinions. That seems to be a thing we can consistently provide. Yeah, if I'm sorry. Else. <laughs> Rachel, can you please explain what you just did? Was that your laptop? I can't, I can't shut the volume on my iPad off anymore. It just won't. So when so I you get just text, frisbeed it across the room. I was aiming for my bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's two feet away and I missed. <laughs> and this, listeners, is why we talk about sports <laughs> and not play them. <laughs> oh, I used to play Ultimate Frisbee, too. <laughs> I, didn't ever, <laughs> I didn't ever use I mean, a I, uh, tablet, though. <laughs> To be fair, I don't think an iPad is regulation for Frisbee. (laughs) Probably doesn't have enough drag. Too much gravity, not enough air resistance. So in my attempt to be subtle, that thud you heard (laughs) was by no longer top of the line iPad. (laughs) Hitting the floor. Okay, sorry, please carry on. So that's on. A, a gentle introduction to what you're going to be getting today This is me. the kind of energy we're bringing to the day, yep, to the yep, pod today. Yep, yep, yep. So the uh, the football season finale took place yes, yesterday? Sure did. Two days ago. Two days today's, ago, thank you. Today's Tuesday. Yes, time please is Please don't nothing. let it still be Monday. Two right in the name there. Okay, One wow. Day. Monday, Monday, two days, Tuesday. That was like the flattest joke ever. Thanks, guys. It just like <laughs> made my right brain over your skip head, like a like a like an old CD player. You've been a looking Walkman. at that. You've been looking at that Walkman meme, haven't you? I have. Yes, that's what my brain looks like—an old, scratched-up Sony Walkman. Sony Walkman. And if there's the slightest scratch on the CD. Oh, well, you tears. heard it, folks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I think I think our consensus on the football season finale was that the writers sucked this year. Yes. Oh man, it was like both boring and aggressively depressing at the same time. <laughs> which you have to work for that shit. I know, right? It's true. <laughs> so I guess in case you were under some kind of rock, congratulations. By the way, I'm sure it's nice under there, if damp. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers faced off against the, uh, Kansas City football team, um, and, uh, won, yeah, yay, 31 to 9, was it? Yeah, 
Something like that. And despite uh, having a excellent quarterback and usually excellent in general offense, I don't know, somebody who knows more about football, please throw this in. Kansas City just could not uh, do anything against the, the Tampa Bay defense and vice versa. Yeah, so I believe that they were missing a few key pieces. I did not look into this because I used up all of my caring about football energy in actually watching the game. And there's our theme. (laughs) But I believe, if I recall correctly, that they were missing at least two offensive tackles. Is that a role? Um, That would have ostensibly helped in this because the theme of the game overall was their one quarterback who is lovely and who we like and who was trying real hard to do a good job and in fact pulled off some truly impressive plays mm-hmm. was the only one on the team successfully doing basically anything as far <laughs> as anybody could see. Um, I like to hope that uh, if they'd had all of their pieces, that would have made a difference. But I, I mean, I don't know. Rebecca, what, um, what was Brittany's take on this? Yeah, so I'm I'm um, I was looking for one of the stats that I read today. Um, they have these um, you know uh, advanced tracking mechanisms on the players to see mm. how far they run, how much they run, for how many mm-hmm. minutes, you know, heart rates, all this kind of stuff, and. Mm-hmm. The, the stat that I remember reading that, of course, I can't put my hands on right now, is that um, Patrick Mahomes ran... Who is the the Kansas City quarterback. Yes, thank you. Um, he ran something like 500 yards in the game yesterday. And a, a football field is 100 yards. So he ran... Mm-hmm. The quarterback ran 500 yards. Um, now, that which seems was, like which, too many Yes, it is too many for a quarterback um, because he was <clears throat> he was um, abandoned by his defense and his offense just kept committing penalty after penalty after penalty. Yeah. Um, and so he ended up having to run a significant amount of time that he normally would not have run. Yeah. So that that brings up another real theme. <laughs> Of this game, which was flag on the play. <laughs> There's a flag down. <laughs> yeah, I was I was just telling you all that I heard one of the sports commentators uh, refer to it as uh, tossing their laundry around, which <laughs> amused me greatly. Boy, they had a lot of it, and it was all yellow. I yes. tell you what, it was really. I mean, so so this is a a thing with with basketball. People complain a lot. Uh, especially about the Warriors sometimes getting a whole lot of fouls. Um, and some games with the Warriors where they're trying to call it tightly, it's just, you know, you stop every 30 seconds. This felt like that. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I kept watching it and trying to figure out what was going on. And I was like, wait, we stopped again. Wait, wait, what? Oh, what? Oh, there's another flag. Okay. But oh, what's, oh, they're starting. No, nope. <laughs> oh, somebody's okay. We stopped again. Okay. What? Yeah, yeah, so so the Chiefs were penalized 11 times for a total of 120 yards, and the Buccaneers were um, penalized with four for 39 yards. 
Yeah, um, that's a huge difference. That's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, the um, I don't know, somebody in the Kansas City football team's organization has has owned up to it, said that they played poorly and they deserved many of those. Um, like, he, he said he wasn't going to defend the, the team and the penalties that they took. However, mm-hmm. I mean, part of the commentary that I was hearing um, – was actually something that that Brittany and I talk about in hockey all the time. The referees, like across sports, mm-hmm. um, don't want or ostensibly don't want to affect the game. They want to call right. it so that people are are following the rules and they want to call it evenly um, across teams and not disproportionately call one team over another. Yeah, that's then, I've heard that. I may have heard that from you and or Brittany, but I have yeah. heard that. <laughs> I mean, we you you see what we call makeup calls all the time in hockey, where they call something yeah. stupid against one team, and then the next time somebody does something, you know, mild, they call it against the other team. Which yeah, yeah. I mean, I get on one side, you know, because you're if you're trying to be neutral and you accidentally mm-hmm. penalize one team, you should quote unquote accidentally penalize the other. I guess I don't know. But anyway, the the commentary that I was hearing about this was that the refs were doing a very bad job of being neutral. So, yes, some of those penalties were real. And yes, perhaps Mm -hmm. they should still have had more penalties than the Buccaneers, but not quite as many for quite as much yardage. Yeah, that was, I mean, with the huge caveat that I watch football about once, maybe twice a year, and thus don't really know or understand the fouls the impression that i had right you watch that... you watch the season premiere and the season finale <laughs> basically yeah um, or the mid-season climax sometimes yeah um but the impression that i had you know from having watched other sports and from watching what was happening was basically not so much that the fouls were invalid um or or badly called but just that like at some point, and you get this in basketball too, at some point you stop calling every little thing because you want the play to progress mm-hmm. and you want the players to be able to get into any kind of momentum of the game mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. And that seemed like a real problem. So I, I can't really, I don't know enough about recognizing fouls as they happen to say whether the Buccaneers were committing things that weren't getting called. Um, But what I did feel very much was that even if the things that the refs were calling were technically correct, they needed to dial, yeah, Yeah, just dial it back a little bit. Yeah, so that was, that was sort of where I ended up. Yeah, and I don't know about Kansas City's offense if they've got a reputation for being particularly aggressive or anything. Yeah, I have no idea. No idea. Yeah. (laughs) I have a feeling a lot of this episode will be, uh, maybe our next episode will just be Brittany correcting the things that we got wrong <laughs> on this one. <laughs> I'll have her pre-record a corrections corner for us. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm into it. Well, okay. So one thing we've alluded to is that kind of every aspect about this game seemed to be terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was, I, I was watching, you know, mostly about, 50%, you know, of doing doing some other things too, if I'm going to be completely honest here. Um, probably not a surprise to anybody. But every little thing I learned on Twitter or 
as that came up in the commentary of the game was just awful. I, mm. you know, I see a, a headline from the onion and I find out that one of Kansas city's best offensive players, uh, was, has been convicted of beating up his girlfriend, you know, oh. and maybe his son too. Uh, so, and just, I wanted to go ahead and talk about, this was mentioned like very, very briefly at the beginning of the game. I don't think it came it up was. again about a, no. uh, a, a car accident that head coach Andy Reed's son had gotten into. And uh, I'm sorry, I used the passive voice there. That was my fault. A car wreck that he, a car that he wrecked. Uh. <laughs> he got drunk and plowed into two cars on the side of the road. Um, one of which had at least two young children in it. One of those children is a, a five-year-old girl who is now in a coma um, in the hospital. I, there was a four-year-old who was also injured, but not, I think, as severely. Uh, the son, I don't even remember the asshole's name, but this is not the first time he has gotten a DUI. Uh, he has been convicted and spent time in jail for it before. Uh, however, since he is the son of an NFL head coach, he uh, has been accepted back into the fold and uh, was coaching, I guess, for the Eagles. And now he's back under his dad on the Kansas City team. His name is Britt Reed. Britt Reed. Okay. I, I, I just, I don't. And the way it was talked about before the game, like a car accident that very had happened. Casual. That, oh, we, we got to pray for this little girl that one of our offensive coaches put in the hospital because he was drinking and he was coming from work too. He was coming from work and hit these cars that were on the side of the road. This woman had brought her children along to help a cousin stranded who had stranded on the side of the road. And now a family's life is destroyed. <laughs> I'm sorry to the Rebecca. Did you have something to say? about this no no actually uh, fact checking me actually, in real time no 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 it's interesting the the <laughs> reason i brought it up before we were recording was because i got an alert from the athletic the app um talking about Britt reed so the the kansas city football team has suspended him following his involvement in this car crash but like that's the way they say it following yeah. mm -hmm. his involvement in a multi-vehicle accident yeah not not you know, and then they and then they bury later on that um, that a police report filed says that Britt Reed was driving a truck that struck two vehicles on the side of an interstate. Um, but like the, you know, I guess because it's an in it's a sports media, um. Uh, you know, the athletic is a sports media conglomerate. They're not a conglomerate company is mm -hmm. the word. Um, they're focused on the Kansas city football team and the coach and not the people who were injured. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I only knew that he had been in an accident. I didn't know the details that you just shared. Yeah, I did. Which is annoying. I went and looked it up because I was curious about that little blurb, that little innocuous blurb at the beginning. Um, See, and I had heard the details, but I was then confused because I, you know, the innocuous little blurb was something like something to the effect of, and, and, and everybody remember to pray for this little girl that was involved in the accident. 
that um, <clears throat> that this coach and it had like you know a, a visual of the coach was involved in, and I was so confused because I thought, okay, first of all, was this like his child? Because if so, why is he here at the Super Bowl? Oh, but, and but... then. And then second of all, I thought, but if he caused it, which is what I had thought the story had been that I had like seen him passing on my Twitter feed, why is he not like in jail or something? Why is he here, like let alone suspended from the team? Because he's a rich white guy who's the son of a very famous, very capable football coach, and he had a big game coming up. I will say technically, as of this morning, the toxicology results had not come back yet, but I mean, do we have any doubt... Mm -hmm as to whether he'd be locked up if he were non-white <laughs> or no, non-famous. not at all. Or, yeah. or not on the spot. Not known. Yeah. Like, if he wasn't a famous football coach. Yeah, especially given that this is not his first offense. Yeah. So, speaking of innocuous uh, blurbs, um, <laughs> and that... This could go anywhere. Yeah, uh, where, I'm so curious. <laughs> guess where I'm going with this one, folks. And that, what... <laughs> Three seconds of quote-unquote silence we had for the 450,000-plus dead oh, of COVID. Yeah. And yeah, that was good. That was good. I have a note about that. Yeah, uh, please share. It In my... Let's see. Uh, I have to find it now. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, love this quote-unquote moment of silence that actually lasts about three seconds and is full of people clapping and cheering, actually. Yep. Which, yeah, in in an arena full of people. Oh, but but they were there to honor all the the frontline healthcare workers by creating the thing yeah. that killed by creating a super spreader event. It's just like the level it w- it really was one of those like okay, you know, I always have to turn my brain off a little bit to watch sports, not in the sense that sports are dumb, but just that, like, particularly with the male professional sports, sports yes. the business of sports, the baggage of male professional in particular sports, you always have to be like, okay, I, as an intelligent, educated feminist woman, have to just kind of like, okay, and now we are putting all of the things we have <laughs> With all of this apparatus, we're just going to set it to the side right now. We'll pick it up again after the game. In the meantime, we're just going to we're going to watch the boys do their thing, right? The Super Bowl, particularly this year, in this you know continuing plague, uh, was a particular exercise. In this, I was like, not only do I have a little baggage here, I have like the full set. We have the large <laughs> rolling suitcase. We have the carry-on bag. We have the matching duffel. A nice little hat case with a little bow I didn't even know they it, made right? garment bags anymore. That's pretty impressive. Oh, and yeah. They're color coordinated <laughs> to the sports team. Yeah, I was just like, I can't. Okay, we're just watching some dudes toss a football around and breathe in each other's faces. Okay, that's just, we're just doing it. We're just doing it. Yeah, and I think that's a good description of the problem I have with football in general. Like, never mind mm. when we're in the middle of a pandemic and everyone on the field is terrible. Except possibly Patrick Mahomes. Um, and Yes, who seems yeah. lovely. Yes. Um, yeah, there's just so much cultural baggage there that I can't set it aside. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it was hard. It actually, it was also making me physically uncomfortable. 
Yeah. Like I know that I know that half the stands were full of cardboard cutouts. And so mm-hmm. the shots from far away made it look yes. like it was more full than it was. Yeah, it was kind yeah. of but a even visceral when you got... reaction almost. Like yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, oh, crap. I yeah, I did I did that kind of like jump back. Yeah. Um, yep. but even when they got close and you could see how many people were there, it was still too many people for me. Yeah. I would Yep. But I mean yep. that's a whole other issue that we're all gonna be slightly agoraphobic. For a little while, as we reacclimate to the world, yeah, that's real. So this is—I know—literally I was literally talking about this. So, so I'm—I'm I'm not trying to be flippant about that. <laughs> I know you're not. I know you're not. I'm, I'm just—I'm agreeing and emphasizing because it, so it is February 9th, two days after the Super Bowl. We are coming up very rapidly on uh, a full year of this current ongoing bullshit. Yeah, it's eleven yeah. months. It's eleven months on Friday. Yeah, at least for and me. I just, like, I was realizing that I really am getting, it, it's not quite agoraphobic because I'm not afraid to go outside, but it feels like a big production. So I was realizing, like, I have only left the house in order to take out the recycling, like, in the last week. Like, I went on a walk last Monday, and I took out the recycling yesterday, and that's it. I've been in my house literally the entire time otherwise. And it's not an intentional thing, but I have developed this thing where, like, even going out onto my steps to, like, get the mail feels weird. Forbidden. Yeah. Yeah. Forbidden is a good word yeah, for it. Yeah, and I mean, a phobia yeah, is it, an anxiety disorder, so it's not even about, like, conscious fear. It's about the, right. yeah. the you know, the anxiety you can't help when you're... Yeah, yeah. I, I had to go to both inside the UPS store yesterday and the post office and now I'm like, okay, I will not, I will intentionally yes. not go see any other humans, go inside any other buildings for yep. at least the next week, if not, you know, longer, depending True. on when I can get my next COVID test. Because yeah. that was way more people than I've been exposed to in way smaller spaces than than I have for the past 11 flipping months. Yeah, no, it's really, really true. Even going, you know, like, we all still occasionally go grocery shopping. Like, I try to do it as little as possible. We get a delivery produce box. But every so often, you know, you got to go get a can of beans or whatever. I go to the, I I get my, um, I order my groceries for pickup. Before Mm -hmm. I pick up my groceries, I go into the liquor store, which is right next door. But if you go in (laughs) at like 10 a.m., when they've mm-hmm. only been open an hour, there's nobody in there. So you get the liquor mm-hmm. at the liquor store, mm-hmm. and then you have them put your groceries in the car, and then you just go home. <laughs> so that's yeah, what I do. It's just, but even like that small amount, like yeah. you know, wear the N95, go to go get my groceries, whatever. Like, yeah. it's like okay, I just accept that the next ten days, I'm just gonna be anxious. Like it's just, I'm just gonna be that way, yeah. and I'm just gonna feel it until the time is up. And it's just normal. It's just normal now. It's really... And so, yeah, having that visceral reaction. For me, it was the halftime show Mm. where there were dancers on the field and, like, they were wearing masks, but there were a lot of them and they were all close together and... And And breathing heavily, heavily, Breathing heavily. And I was just like, this is not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was very uncomfortable. Also, those halftime dancers, the way their masks were on and their face coverings were on, they looked like Deadpool's. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. Too. It creeped me out because they looked like sort of like medical horror. Yeah, things, that was yes. my first which I'm thought. Super too. not okay with. But that yeah. was apparently intentional. Do we want to go ahead and talk about the halftime shows? Whatever. 
Oh, why not? Show yeah. singular. I mean, I'm sorry, Rachel. Do you have any more hard-hitting football commentary? Because I'm plum out. Have we, have we uh, passed the actual sports part of this uh, conversation? I mean, it, we were I, never going to linger that long on the sports part of this episode. I'm <laughs> see if I have anything. Uh, I have questions, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll like put them together in an email for Brittany and she can answer things. <laughs> sure, we That's can do That's probably that. more productive because than... Oh. Rebecca and I making up answers. Because I do, I did, like, I did try and pay attention, and I did have questions um, about what actually happened in the game. I did want to point out, oh yeah, here's, so here's my note about the, our previous um, previous topic. Wait, wait, wait. Did the Casey coach hit a car and children are in critical condition and he's here? Did I hear that right? <laughs> Was he the one driving? There's an extra question mark with every one of those questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we did get a, we did get a live look in from Brittany when you asked the question about, um, what does Brittany think, uh, think of the fouls in this game? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. We got her response there. Um, Mm -hmm. you also did have the question about the, the fanny pack. So when you see quarterbacks running around with a little fanny pack, it's actually, it's basically a muff, um, for them to keep their hands warm. It's ridiculous. Because they've got to they've got to have that you know precision handhold on that pigskin so that they can mm-hmm. throw their special throws. Well, pitchers so will do something similar when they're in the dugout between innings. Starting pitchers, at least, will sometimes wrap. Some, but they're not wearing the theirs. I mean, not not in a little fanny pack. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to, with with you guys' permission, before we dive into the halftime, I just want to go through and read. The football portions of my my notes sure, why not? here, and, sure. I will, and then we can get into the commercials and the halftime and whatever. So, <clears throat> and I'll include a couple things that are like uh, about the accessories to the game. So, like first of all, they had a really good signer for the national anthem, which I thought oh, was yeah. super cool. I, I appreciate that we are showing people doing signing more these days. Like it was at the inauguration, it was super good. I appreciate they showed it for the uh, for the Super Bowl. Um, and one of the things I really appreciated about it, and, like, obviously they're going to get somebody who's good at this, but, like, the guy was super into it, and that's a really big piece of, of sign language is full body expression, right? And so I really appreciated that he was, like, it was full on. It was great. He did a terrific job. Uh, I also, as we were watching, retweeted our episode on performative patriotism because, oh boy, <laughs> yeah, is the Super Bowl full of that. Yeah, the Super Bowl's the Super Bowl uh, of performative patriotism, I would say. <laughs> it sure is. Uh, the caption for my note is the Republican shit versus the racist team. <laughs> so that can be a summation. Uh, but we did have one, one, well, two good things. Uh, one of them is we had the first female referee, uh, the first woman refereeing a Super Bowl game. Which is mm-hmm. good. Now, uh, now, Nancy, what do you yes. call a female referee? Is it a, a woman? Is it a refer she? A, <laughs> a ref her e? A ref her e. I like that one. Did you please a referent? Saw the no. <laughs> These are things please I saw me... bandied about on social media, and I was like, "Can we? Can we just stop? She's a referee." Did you see the image of the restroom? Oh. Yeah. So, so this is not a joke. Yeah. There was a picture taken of the uh, two official, I guess they're like locker rooms. They're not just restrooms 
one of them with a, a sign that says officials and the other one with a sign that says female officials. Because we can't just, you know, like, I mean, female officials and male officials. Sure. Fine. The, like the two genders, gender designate yes. them like whatever, yeah. but yeah, official and female. Yeah. official. The, the two, two genders, genders. Yeah. female and yeah. blank. normal. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that about sums yeah, it up. So that was right cool. there. But the other thing, the one good thing I will say for the Buccaneers is that they have the most, I believe I saw this, the most diverse coaching staff in the uh, NFL. Yes. So the they most... have two female coaches, two woman, women coaches, uh, and they have uh, like a majority black coaching staff. Yeah. Um, so that's super yeah. That's cool. like I will give them the one non-depressing thing I learned about this game. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh, and I will say I found it very freeing as I was critiquing and complaining about all of the fouls that like the commentators were also complaining about all the fouls, but I never once heard or saw either on Twitter or in the commentating anything about it being like, you know, oh well, with a woman ref, this is what you get. It was very much just like. All of this reffing is terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like, that's okay, a good I'm, point. I'm that's a good point. I, I didn't see her singled out in any at all in any negative fashion. Right. Yeah. There was a couple of singling her out as the first um, woman Super Bowl referee, um, mm-hmm. but not in a negative way. That's a good point. All mm-hmm. right. All right. So that's another good thing about the thing that gives us. Mm-hmm. Hope and happiness. Two things. And mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Mahomes Sr. was in the MLB. I thought that was kind of oh, a cool yeah, that, thing. That, that picture of, yes. of Pat yeah. Mahomes Sr. carrying the little baby. That was so cute. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Amanda Gorman did a, a poem before the Super Bowl. I didn't think the poem was that terrific, but I was delighted to see her. And also, I think it's cool that, like, she got enough buzz that the fucking NFL called her up and was like, hey. Yeah. Right? Wanna do poetry I mean, at the poetry? Super Bowl? Yeah. 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 Poetry at the yeah. Super Bowl? Yeah. By a black yeah. woman? By a black woman. A young black yep. woman. Kind of yeah. amazing. Yep. Yeah. So, so I dug that. I was into that. That was cool. Um... Okay, four things. The note there I'm is gonna to... Amanda Gorman, fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> Correct. The next note is super spreader bowl, but we've covered yep. that. <laughs> oh, uh, the coin toss lady. Maybe gay. She had a rainbow bracelet on, I noticed, when she like held up her hand to like show the coin. Oh. Um, I thought that was interesting. I was like, oh, is this a subtle... I mean, maybe it's nothing. Maybe she likes rainbows. It's obviously not conclusive. But I did catch it and thought... If I were going to go be on national TV, I could see how that would be like a decision you'd make to like subtly, yeah. you know, show show your your feelings on a thing. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. So one of the things going into the Super Bowl that was a big big deal was that the week two weeks before the Super Bowl, he got a really bad concussion. He we talked was, about it. Yeah, yeah, we did. it was the one where. We might have talked about it off pod, but he he takes a really hard hit and his neck bends yeah. Um, yeah. and he is visibly shaken and it takes right. a minute for him to get up. And when he does, he kind of stumbles. He's very clearly woozy and he kind of stumbles around and has a couple of people help him stand up and walk off the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was in concussion protocol for a few days. Um 
but of course played in the Super Bowl and it was one of those things and I think they meant I think the commentators mentioned it briefly of like he was never gonna miss this game no yeah and I was just like yeah I believe that also it sucks but I believe that uh oh another good thing that has nothing to do with the teams but wait can I go back to Patrick Mahomes real quick yeah please absolutely um they also announced today that he's gonna have uh undergo um surgery for turf toe Mm -hmm. oh I heard which is apparently talking about his toe yeah it's a it's a sprain of the big toe joint a sprain Uh, bad enough to require surgery wow yeah yeah um injury this is from foothealthfacts.org uh it's usually results from excessive upward bending of the big toe joint can be caused from either jamming the toe or from repetitive injury when pushing off repeatedly when running or jumping oh okay so they made him run so much that he turfed his toe turf toe yeah (laughs) wow correct uh what else you got there nancy what else have I got here? I appreciate that we live in a modern era where the TV can put little lines on everything for me so that I don't that have nice. to squint at the lines on the field. And so you know they can like circle players on the TV and like follow that. I would super appreciate that. Yeah. But you know what comes along with that is the mm-hmm. like bonus advertising that they that they superimpose over the field or the ice or yeah. the stands. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But it does make it easier to follow what's happening. So Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh here's a football thing. I did not know that the other so this was a thing that happened. The other team picked up the ball after a kick and ran it. I did not know you could do that. But then I think they, they decided you couldn't after all. There are some times when you can and sometimes when you can't. Yeah. It depends on how the ball lands on the field. Um, (laughs) another note it doesn't matter what the sport is i don't understand offsides fair yeah it seems like a thing that would be relatively easy to understand and there's a side and if you're off it that's yeah i get it conceptually like they're trying to avoid unfair advantages but i don't know how it works in football yep uh Oh, so all of the helmets had like, and I think I noticed this on Tom Brady's helmet first, but the helmets in the back had tiny little lettering across the back and they kept zooming in on Tom Brady. And so I could notice that his said end racism. And I thought, we did it, folks. Of course. Yes. We picked the tiniest 12 point font, put it on the back of a tiny helmet. And said, end racism. And then, like, hours later in the game, I discovered that, like, every player, I think, got to pick a different slogan. So you could pick, like, a Nate, you know, like, Breonna Taylor or end yeah. racism or, like, whatever. But literally the only one that ever got big enough for me to even read it on the screen was Tom Brady's. I never saw any of the rest you of did, them Did you not all. see it uh, spray painted onto the field? Right above where they <laughs> right, spray painted right the next name to the... of the Kansas City team? Yeah. Yeah. No. It says end racism and then Chiefs. No. Yep. I, yes. I, I missed that entirely. My yes. brain probably just like shorted out mm-hmm. and was like, sorry, we can't. Yeah. This is well, too much cognitive I saw a uh, comedian on Twitter tweet the picture and say how sad she was that she would never write a joke as good as that one. 
So yeah. <laughs> Valid. Yeah. Valid. Uh I mean I assume racism ended on Sunday night. Oh, absolutely. We're done now, right? Yeah. No question. We are yeah, in we all a society. Yeah. Yep. Good job, yeah, Tom Brady. Tom Brady Thank you. fixed it. Tom Brady fixed it for us. Yeah. It's about damn time, Tom. <laughs> uh the thing I learned about touchdowns is that you have to not only catch, but then hang on to the ball, apparently. I hadn't realized. I thought you just had to catch it in the end zone, but apparently, no, you have to Well, you to have to have it, it under too. control, you have to, right? Yeah, you have to have possession oh, okay. of the ball. If you just, like, tap it as it's going one way and you're going the other, that's not going to count. Well, but there was, like, one guy who, like, was in the air and he caught it and then somebody else hit him and then he dropped it and that still didn't count. And I felt like it should have because, like, he did have it. And then just like, <laughs> you know, he was in the end zone, he had it, and then it got But like, he didn't have control. Well, if he it got did. knocked just out of his not, Do you not consider having control unless your feet are on the ground? One or both feet? That might are be on the it. Ground? Yeah, maybe. He might have been. There's definitely a one foot on the ground inbounds thing. Okay. Well, Brittany? Yeah, I was going to say, listen to <laughs> no, us I, all. I can't call Brittany right now. She's watching the Stars game. Uh. Uh, there was one point when they redid the kick and the second one was bad and I didn't understand why they had to redo the kick. It was another foul or another flag. So uh, I'm sure Brittany will have the answer for that. Uh, the Casey defense seems too worked up. They need to chill a bit. Yeah, they got, they, they were their own worst enemy. Um, so many flags. I do not understand football fouls. What the fuck is up with these penalties? Uh, some more commercial notes. Uh, uh, oh, halftime. I want to be happy for the other Buccaneers because they are playing well, but ugh, Tom Brady. Uh, yeah. The field the- was really slippery. I don't know if that's a normal thing or not, but everybody kept falling everywhere. I mean, dudes fall down in football. I, yeah, that's I my guess I don't watch enough. To, hard-hitting to, analysis. No. Uh, I don't know that it Who was particular, is... particularly <laughs> more guys falling down this I have time. No idea. Than... Who is meant to be keeping Mahomes from getting sacked? Whoever they are, it is not working. Fair. Um, wait, can I can I go back real quick? No. The Please. question about the the kick that had to be redone. Yes. Yes. Tell me. So the um, Kansas City's punter, um, he late in the first half. He kicked a 56-yard punt that was good. Yeah, however, that. However, one of his teammates, Ben Neiman, committed offensive holding, which meant that they had to redo the play. So because it was the offensive team who did the holding, they had to stop it. If it was the defensive team who committed the holding, counted. they could have said, we decline the penalty. That's when you hear, you know, mm-hmm. we decline the penalty in football. It's when... One team chooses not to um, uh, assess the penalty because it benefits them more to continue mm-hmm. where things are. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, they didn't have the option to do that. Well. Yeah. Um, and so he had to re-kick it when, which is when he just absolutely shat Locked. the bed. Yeah. Um, yeah, he and did that then, again later. I remember because my yeah. sister texted me to tell me when I said there was nothing to root for in this godforsaken game. 
She said, <laughs> I should be rooting for the Kansas City kicker because he used to be a Florida Gator in college. Oops. And then he immediately whiffed it. Immediately. Well, so there, but there are two guys. There's a kicker and a punter. Okay. This was Townsend. He had a lot of red hair. Yes. Townsend is the punter. So yeah, uh, yeah, he according wasn't, to this he wasn't artic- kicking the field goals and stuff. He was uh punting. Right. Right. Yeah. So um yeah, so he did not it looks like he didn't he didn't punt at all during the second half cuz well, they didn't have a choice. <laughs> they needed to keep going. They couldn't just Right. Yeah. Uh Oh. Oh. Uh Rachel, I think I just I just got to the article that you were talking about a story about Tyreek Hill brutally beat and choked his pregnant girlfriend in college, but never saw any jail time. Yeah. How, how about cute. that? Yeah. He was the classic uh, offensive player. I don't know the ex- exact position he plays for Kansas city. So every time, mm. you know, how do you, he's been, anything? he's yeah. He's been named to the pro bowl five seasons in a row. And has a $54 million contract. Nice. Yeah, NFL. Yikes. It's a problem. Is it? I mean, Last so I, I on... wonder, and I'm sure you guys don't have an answer for this off the top of your heads, but is it that the NFL has more abusive assholes than other sports, or does it just seem that way to me because I find football an odd combination of boring and frustrating? <laughs> Well, so you know what's interesting? Um, I know we hear a lot about abusive football husbands or football Mm -hmm. partners. I think there's a fair amount of domestic violence in the NHL. We just don't hear about it. And I was thinking about Um, that. Well, go ahead, finish. I was going to say, I suspect the reason we don't hear about it is because of the overwhelming race disparity between those two leagues. I mean, the NHL is very white. It's run by the oldest white guys in the country who Mm -hmm. have money upon money. Now, not that the NFL isn't run (laughs) by those same kinds of people. Um, But, you know, it's all like the league is so Yeah, it's whiteness all the way down. Yeah, it's whiteness and money all the way down. And there's so many like legacy families and people who have been in the sport and around the sport and their uncle's a coach and their cousin's a player and their, you know, other, their cousin's uncle is a GM somewhere, right? It's a very incestuous, um, cronyistic, nepotistic league, right? So it's easy to hide a lot of that stuff. I suspect that that level of hiding doesn't happen in the NFL the way I'm guessing it does in the NHL. Yeah, and of course, that's a big, you know, unknown in this discussion is how often it's happening and we're not hearing about it. Right. Yeah, I haven't obviously ever crunched the numbers for this. I like to think that the NBA is not quite as bad as the other leagues on this, but but also the main team I follow is the Warriors and their main star is Steph Curry, who is an incredibly nice and good human, and that sets the tone for the team. So I may have a biased perspective on it because it doesn't happen to my team. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like, and certainly the NBA has as much of a history of this stuff as plenty as the other leagues, but I like to think 
that the last 10 or 20 years, there's been less of it in the NBA than in other leagues. But I could I could very easily be wrong about that. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and volunteer to research this one so we can talk about it. Okay. That'd be some, great, Rebecca. With some knowledge be behind it at some and point. Another thing I was thinking about, and this may just be have no basis in fact, but when has that ever stopped me? Um, <laughs> wondering. Well, that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> no. If the more quote-unquote violent sports where contact is a big part of mm-hmm. the game itself, things like football and hockey, if, you know, either abusive men are drawn toward that, I suppose you say just abusive people in general, or, you know, that brings it out in people if that correlates at all i have i have no idea have not looked at the numbers Uh, i mean i think it would have to be a chicken and egg thing right because it's you know it could be attractive to somebody who already has those impulses but also if you put somebody who doesn't necessarily in a situation where those are rewarded you could train somebody into it right like well i don't know i think it would be very hard to say which comes first yeah well, and I'd also say, I mean, Rachel and I are both into true crime, and we know just how many crimes are committed by people who have suffered from head injuries. Oh, and, yeah, there's that, especially from young football, ages. Yep. Yeah, and football and hockey have a lot yep. of head injuries. Oh, that's a really interesting point. I hadn't thought about that. And I think baseball and basketball have significantly fewer, yeah, because you're do. not intentionally trying to crunch people into things. Yeah, no, that's people. absolutely true. I mean, it does still happen, of course, sometimes, but but it, but that's not, not the goal. Regular. Yeah, I know that's yeah, not and the that's goal. your backdoor introduction to uh, Rebecca and my new true crime podcast about uh, <laughs> head injuries and crime in the sports world. So y'all have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, what are we going to? What are we calling it? it? I am about thinking it. about it. Oh. <laughs> we're gonna have to. We're gonna have yeah. to lose think about this head. one, Rachel. Well, losing your head. No, nobody thinks that's funny but me. That's that's losing your head. That's oh, that's good. Losing your head. It's okay. It's okay. A fell puck. You're gonna laugh the first two times. You don't have to humor me. (laughs) Okay. Well, that was fun. Um, What's up next? Well, my last note on the football game was. JFC, the way they sacked Mahomes three guys at once, they are just massacring him. Which I feel like sums up the game pretty effectively, yeah. honestly. That was Well, sad. yes, he was both massacred and abandoned. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Left out to dry and then just run right over. And Kansas yep. City had some, I'm not sure Tampa Bay too, but I just happened to notice that Kansas City had some large gentlemen whose job presumably <laughs> is to physically block people, people from doing that. Yes. You'd think mm-hmm. they they weren't they weren't into it. They weren't feeling it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. So the halftime show, the weekend, speaking oh, of one more people sports with problematic thing. histories. Oh yeah, okay. okay go sorry. For it. Uh just wanted to call out that one Mahomes throw where he was falling on the oh, way yeah. down to the ground. Uh perpendicular. Yeah. Around here we call that a Matt Chapman. And uh, <laughs> he did a damn good job of it, too. He did. He did. That is a Matt Chapman. You're completely right. So if he, uh, I know everybody was saying pitcher, but I'm telling you, if the football thing doesn't work out, uh, Mahomes could have a job at third base, is what I'm thinking. No, no, we need him as a shortstop. That's true. We do need, well, we got a shortstop, but we're not talking about that today. Yeah. So, you know. Sad. Okay, yeah. So, well, that's it with the actual sports. Now, how about the rest of it? 
which I would argue. I mean, okay, we we actually talked quite a bit and a lot about the sport itself. Yes, much more than I would have expected from us. And I would argue that the sports might not even be the most important part of the Super Bowl. No, I agree. Yeah. If I dragged out the actual sports section too long, I'm very sorry. I do apologize. <laughs> That's not what the listeners are here for. No, probably not. No. <laughs> okay, so you had you had something on your list there, Nancy. Oh, I just wanted to talk about the halftime oh, show. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, the weekend. The weekend. Uh, the audio was terrible. He was great. The audio was the terrible. The audio was terrible. Uh, yeah, big consensus online was that the... Sound yeah. engineer should be fire that sound fired person. from a cannon. It sounded like it sounded yeah. like '90s FM radio. <laughs> yes, it was appalling. Yeah, yeah, because so so Kyle had gone like downstairs and was watching on his phone, and he came back up and was like, "Oh, the audio really is that bad." <laughs> yeah, like, not just your phone. Yeah, and he was like, "I thought it was just my phone, but now I'm seeing it on the TV." And I was like, "No, it's terrible. It's been terrible the whole time." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, the weekend is cool. Uh, he's he's his own got his own little problematic history. Um, but he's an interesting guy. And I like his music. So I, I thought the show was aside from the like, medically wrapped face dancers. I thought yeah. the show was otherwise. I, cool. I know very little about him. Um, other than that, he is a musical artist uh, in contemporary mm-hmm. culture. Because as I said, on Twitter, I'm perpetually five to 10 years behind in the music scene. Um, mm-hmm. but I mentioned something about the, the face masks looking like bandages to my sister and she is, uh, a little more hip to these things than me. And apparently he has performed in full face bandages before as a commentary on society and image. Oh, and just as I'm saying it right now, it occurs to me that I should have done a two second Google search on this. <laughs> and yet I did not. <laughs> we had sports to talk about, Rachel. Why would you look that up? That's true. But yeah, it was. I wasn't aware of that, but but I'm familiar with his music and and had read his Wikipedia page recently because I had been listening to his latest album. But I hadn't, I haven't ever watched. I don't watch music videos and I don't watch music TV at all, so I hadn't been aware of that. And apparently, he's known for does slightly music violent TV or still gory? exist? Yes, it does. I know I of it. Do I watch like it? on on television, not just on YouTube? Oh, I don't know. God, I'm old. Oh. I know people still make music videos, but oh, like, okay. yeah, I want I my own TV. <laughs> You're a few decades too late for that. Well, I Damn it. They might contractually have to play like one hour of music videos between 3 and 4 a.m. to still be able to call themselves <laughs> MTV. I'm not sure. But yeah, I didn't have any real thought out, well thought out things to say on the, the halftime show other than. I mean, it was just the audio. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I like his music. the the per, The light show was fine. The audio was terrible, and there were too many people too close together doing physical activities on the field. Now, that was, now, him walking through the weird funhouse maze has given us a good gif. A yes. terrific a good meme. meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really true. I wonder. As yeah. I was thinking about this, as and I think we're going to segue into the commercials pretty soon, but mm-hmm. I feel like meme generation should be the new criteria by which we judge the Super Bowl rather than good commercials mm-hmm. now. I think we have, mm-hmm. we may have gotten past the Super Bowl commercial as the I mean, yeah. 5.5 5. 5 million dollars for a 30 second commercial would argue differently. 
Well, I'm not saying they're any less valuable. I'm just saying as a cultural touchstone. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm with you. So commercials. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've gotten older. But I don't know. There they seems to be less year. buzz around commercials, less like expectations for just kind of like, yeah, they're going to kind of suck. I don't know. And again, maybe it's just me. Well, you so, know, no. I, I wonder if it's, it's this nostalgia that we all get. Yeah. Right. Because I, I remember football commercials when they were hilarious. Well, right. Not and they've been so they disappointing. Be, not necessarily that they used to be funnier, but maybe just like a feeling like everybody used to go all out with weirdness yeah. and expense. And, you know, and this year could be an off year because of the global pandemic. Um but uh, I don't know. That was just a stray thought that I have. But yes, I suppose so, it is subject to nostalgia as well. So, well, so this was a thing. So my three takeaways from the commercials were, first of all, that uh, the tone was just all over the map. <laughs> yep. Right. Like, and, that. and that I think very much is is a cop is a result of where we are as a as a cultural moment. Right. Like. Some of them were very serious, like heartfelt commercials with people in masks reaching out. Some of them didn't were just like slapstick comedy things. Some of them tried to merge the two, which wasn't <laughs> great. And my partner said to me at one point, and he was entirely right about this. He said, the only commercials that are handling this well this year are the beer commercials. The beer commercials get it. So that was takeaway number one. The beer commercials get it. And and it was really true. They were all like, okay, this is all about community. Reach out and share a beer with somebody. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's all about community. Reach out and share joy. Well, okay. aren't all the beer companies, isn't it all the same company? No. Not I completely. So. I mean, a lot of they're... them are owned by Anheuser-Busch now, but. Yeah, I think there's them. still a few yeah. that aren't, though. Um, okay. So that was point number one. Point number two was that all of the commercials this year, not entirely but like 80 percent of them were heavily dependent upon celebrities that would be recognizable to and or important to gen x and older and i found that really interesting because i feel like it says a lot about who they like who their on audience one hand, it's is. not surprising because yeah because you would expect that but on the other hand i feel like super bowl commercials used to be a bid for like hip notoriety, you know, yeah. on a certain level, like cultural relevance. And these, I think were that's not. what I was trying to say earlier. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Like they used to be, you know, like I didn't watch the Super Bowl as a teenager or anything like that, but I remember I would go to high school and everybody would be talking about the Super latest Bowl Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. I don't feel like high schoolers got on Zoom on yesterday. <laughs> And we're like, so that Bruce Springsteen ad. You know? Actually, no, like, I bet they did get on Zoom and talk about that Bruce Springsteen ad because by all accounts, it was horrifying. Yep. It was horrifying. Yep. Okay. But like, so they probably are you know, talking, but, but your point stands. Like we had, and, and the other thing, my notes for these commercials are like, oh, holy shit. I guess that was John Travolta. I didn't recognize him. <laughs> oh, holy shit. I guess that's who else? I didn't recognize him. The one ad that I thought was funny and relevant and I could see like having walked into high school the next day and people like talking about it was the Alexa ad where Michael B. Yes. Jordan <laughs> is like 
is the, the perfect Alexa, vessel yeah. for Alexa. I was like, okay, now that <laughs> that was good. That one sold. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? I gotta say, so- I actually I really enjoyed the state the State Farm commercial with um, Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and Drake. Yeah, that, that was made pretty me funny. Laugh. Yeah, but yeah, so that one was solid. The the, the lemons one made me. Yeah, laugh. I I said on Twitter, you know, give me more of the Dodgers being pelted by lemons. That was mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. one that made an impression on me. I always think it's. I did not recognize Matt McConaughey or Will Ferrell. Oh, that Matt McConaughey in. one was so gross. I Where missed that yeah, one, and I have not gone back and Matt. watched it on purpose. Don't. It's weird. It's weird. But I, like, literally didn't figure it out until the end, and they, like, say his name, and I was like, oh, that's who that is. Same with Will Ferrell. I didn't yeah. recognize him. I didn't recognize John Travolta. Which one was and John Travolta have, like, in? Exactly. Thank <laughs> John you. Travolta was I in the long commercial. Know. Yeah, he was in a long commercial doing dances with his daughter, I guess, oh, or like one of his that completely. Some kid. Yeah, yeah. Because well, he doesn't um... look like John Travolta. <laughs> oh shoot! I have a list of all of them. Um, uh, I. S- but yeah, still... he was he was in the background doing a doing a TikTok dance with his daughter, um, mm-hmm. for Lawn and Garden Scott's Lawn and mm-hmm. Garden. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the Squatch soap commercial did make me giggle. The guy selling soap. He was like a like a manly man who gives you permission to oh, like, yeah. be clean. And that was yeah, funny. That was, that funny. was legitimately funny. Uh, but the Limits one was good. That one was good. Uh, I fucking hate Beavis and Butthead. That was another one where I was like, why are we selling to Gen X? Like, get over it. Well, you know, I never, if I, if I never hear Beavis and Butthead laugh <laughs> again, it will be too soon. So I wonder, I mean, you know, if, if marketing firms are watching Twitter and watching people mm-hmm. talk on Twitter, they know mm-hmm. millennials don't have any money. Millennials and, mm-hmm. and younger are yeah. mm-hmm. living with their parents um, because the job market sucks or they've lost their jobs. They're in right. tremendous amounts of debt. So you don't bother advertising to that group of people. You advertise to the generation older that owns the homes and the, you know, fancy cars and all that stuff. You know, that's, that's the only thing that I could think of when you were talking about that, that kind of age disparity. I mean, I would, I mean, you're not wrong, but I'm sorry, Rachel, I cut you right off. Oh, I was just going to say, I would also say that, I would hope that a savvy executive at this point would know that marketing to um, millennials and, and Gen Z would, it, your best bet is not to put a whole bunch of money into TV. It's into online content because I've been told um, by people more with it than me that kids don't watch TV anymore. They just watch YouTube videos all day and they TikTok. Don't. Yeah, it's true. So, uh, yeah. you know, you wouldn't want to be, if you're spending $5.5 million, you want to target the audience that's watching and yeah. find a different way to go after yeah. kids. She no, said I think with no irony. I think that's all true. Um, and I also think it speaks to our, our dissolution of our culture is not, is, is far more drastic than what I actually mean. But when we were kids, there was cable TV, but there were still like the three basic channels. Most people watched. Mm-hmm pretty steadily right and if you played an ad on those three channels most people would see it if you had a tv show on those channels 
most people would see it and talk about it, right? And the generation before us, before cable TV really became a thing, like it was even more so, right? You had these unified cultural touchstones that were shared by default by most of the population, right? And that's just no longer right. true. Like that just doesn't exist in the same way. And so I think this is, a, you know, partially a response to that probably where it's like, not only do the people watch, like are millennials and Gen Z even watching the Super Bowl in the first place? If they are, do they have any money? Probably not. It, you know, but also like, is there anything or anyone that you could put in front of them that would even appeal to or have meaning to a majority of them? I don't know that there is, unless it's memes, right? Well, what if what if there were those commercials and those are the ones that we didn't get? <laughs> no, I, I don't a, think so. A possibility. No, I'm, no, I don't think so, because there weren't any that I didn't get. I don't think there were just ones that I was like, this is not funny. Like, this isn't, you know, like, I understood what they were all trying to do. There weren't any where I was like, I don't understand what this commercial okay. It was just, like, ones that failed, right? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Versus, like, last year, I feel like when we had this conversation last year, there was one that was entirely memes. It was, like, it was either Apple or Google or somebody like that did a literal commercial that was entirely people oh, yeah. who memes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that. Right? So it can be done. I don't remember. I, I don't remember much about last year's Super Bowl because I was in a bar watching it with the Dallas Stars. You've only mentioned that thirty five thousand times since. <laughs> oh, she's gonna write that one till the day she dies, uh -huh. and rightly so. <laughs> um, so I, I support you. I do want to talk about there was there was one commercial yes. I really didn't like, and then there was like a genre of commercials that made me cranky. Um, Please enlighten yeah. us. So I saw, I saw, I want to say commercials for three different companies whose main uh, reason for existing is food delivery. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. And mm -hmm. these mm -hmm. were, right, so a 30-second commercial we know cost $5.5 million. Yep. Um, all three of these companies, as far as I'm aware of, have been exceedingly anti-union, anti-worker. They don't recognize their um, employees as employees. They recognize them as contractors, which means they don't have to pay them health benefits, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so to see these companies spending that much money on advertising when they've also just spent that much money or more um, lobbying against rights for their employees it yeah. made yep. me like viscerally ill. And then one of them in, in particular. Yeah. One yes. of them in particular, and I'm intentionally not mentioning their names. Um, okay. One of them in particular was talking about how we all have to support um, local businesses, local business. you know, buy small, buy local. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm happy to support local businesses, but you get 30% of everything I pay them. So how much support does it give them? Yeah. And it yeah. just, it felt tone deaf and it felt like honestly it felt rude like it felt insulting yeah the equivalent of what the 12 point here? font and racism on tom brady's helmet yes yeah yes yeah um and then there was one more that just made me the most uncomfortable i have been in my whole life oh and i'm yep. trying to find the um 
I screamed about it. I don't remember the product, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who does? Um, oh, maybe we're not talking about the same one then. Um, it was, oh, it was a car commercial that started with a woman on the phone and the, the voice on the other end of the phone says, hey... I know you're looking to adopt. We found a child for you, but she's from a different country and she has no legs. So her life is going to be really hard and your life is going to be really hard. And, you know, so much, so much empathy to you for adopt, for considering adopting this poor, poor child who's clearly not going to have a full life. And then she's like, oh, it's okay. We'll make the sacrifices necessary to raise this. Right. She said it'll Fuck be tough, you. but it'll be worth it. Oh, my God. So, it was so it was so paternalistic yeah. and so ableistic. I was so uncomfortable. And the uh, implication that it was worth it because she's now a Paralympic athlete. So, see, she's yes. one of the good ones. Exactly. So, that. Yeah, so uh, you you saved her. Right. Yeah. She's one of the good ones. And you made it so that she could succeed because out of the goodness of your heart, you chose to adopt someone at a quote unquote disadvantage. Oh, my God. So This is a really complicated one, though, because I agree it's it's horrible. And I was really taken aback while watching it. But it is Toyota in coordination with the Paralympics featuring a Paralympian and so this gets into the weird place of like well I I love that and I love getting the representation of a person who is physically different right she's missing both of her legs from the knee down or just around the knee right that's a story Mm -hmm. that should be told that's an like i'm Mm -hmm. happy to see an advertisement for toyota telling the story of the paralympics Mm -hmm. and this particular person but don't do it Mm -hmm. in such a paternalistic way that you know talks about the value of her life differently like the the, i you know I, i i love the the representation there but they should have done so much better with it yeah no, I completely agree. I'm I'm not in any way trying to defend it because I thought it was absolutely horrible. Um, but I just it's one of those intersections where I find it so interesting that like it felt like such a grossly ableist commercial that was signed off on by the Paralympics yeah. Yeah. and I was deeply weirded out yeah. by that. Yeah. You know, and I don't I feel like there's you know, when we when we talk about things like where feminism is in sports and where racism is in sports. I feel like ableism in sports is like 20 to 30 years behind, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it, it, it's like how we would have talked about girls in sports in the eighties, Yeah, you know? And, and it's such an interesting thing to see in this sort of like abstract intellectual way. You know, I don't mean interesting as, as to mitigate at all, that it's bad. <laughs> I just mean, you know, intellectually, it's interesting to see these sorts of developments and to really see that like ableism and disabilities and that sort of things um, is kind of the next frontier of like things we have to figure out how to address and how to talk about in ways that are meaningful and not disrespectful and not gross. Right. And, so you're saying this is and how do we too do complex that? an issue to be addressed in a 30 second Super Bowl commercial? <laughs> 
I mean, I, I realize that's a stretch and that basically everything should be able to be summed up in 30 minutes or 30 seconds of capitalism. Yes, much like this possibly, podcast. <laughs> much like well, this Well, speaking podcast. of capitalism, I had an issue with another commercial. It just stuck in my craw. It wasn't oh, no. as big a deal. Um, the uh, Dolly Parton 5 to 9 commercial was just the, and I, I recently rewatched the movie nine to five and it was delightful. I had seen it before, but it had been a long time. If you've never seen it, go out and watch it right now. Uh, Dolly Parton, Jane Fonda and uh, Lily Tomlin. Um, and the repurposing of that song, although I love Dolly Parton and I love the song was just freaking depressing of like nine to five is not enough anymore. Now you have to be going all the yeah, time no. with the gig economy. And that was just on a related to and to hear her singing five to nine too was a little bit like I I, I love Dolly Parton and for the most part she can do no wrong but that was just kind of like oh really <laughs> yeah on a related note uh, Kyle turned to me and said at one point Squarespace devote all your free time to monetizing your hobbies <laughs> yep I thought, yeah that's uh, yep. life in the modern age accurate now stay tuned for our sponsor coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> the Patreon. <laughs> no, I think I think anyone who's listening this far has figured out that we aren't we aren't doing this for money. <laughs> I mean, if you want to well, pay us, that's true. We will set up a PayPal. We would be happy <laughs> to do, do this yes. for money, <laughs> but it's just kind of incidental <laughs> at this point. Right, right. Advertisers, yeah. please email us at foulpalpod at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I don't know. I've done some thinking about that and what it what it would be like for us to have advertisers, and I don't know. Now, now, shockingly, is not the place for us to discuss that. Um, <laughs> I've thought about it too, and it would have like they'd have to pay enough to make it worthwhile. Also, we'd have to have an audience of more than our twenty six people. I think, <laughs> to we make got twenty six really high quality people. That's what we do. Right? Every single one of them is just like worth their weight in gold, and I love them all. We're talking about you, uh, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom and Dad. Um. Okay. Well, do we have any more on the commercials? I'm I'm looking through my notes here. I'm just like, uh, um, I do want yeah, to say similarly. To Dolly um, Parton, I was really grossed out by the Sesame Street sellout commercial. Oh, yeah. And somebody, yeah, somebody just, on Twitter said this is what happens when you don't publicly fund Sesame Street, which... Yes, exactly. That is correct. That yeah. is exactly right. The The commercial that, that really did it for me, because if it hit all the notes I wanted a Super Bowl commercial to hit. It was catchy. It was funny. It was like it addressed our current situation without trivializing it necessarily but without dwelling on it it was the alaska airlines commercial where they like did the safety dance yeah and they did like safety dance to like fly and put on your mask and i was like okay the yes and the, like, the nice upbeat, thing about that was like, that they actually showed people wearing masks like the the lemons yeah. one the one of the things that bothered me about that as funny as it was mm-hmm. was you know mm-hmm. there's all this stuff but like also pretending that it's over you know, and oh, mm-hmm, 2020 mm-hmm, sucked. Mm-hmm, Wasn't mm-hmm. that awful? Good thing we're in 2021 mm-hmm. now and yeah. ignoring safety precautions. Anyway, Rebecca? No, I lost have... it. Okay. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's fine. I'm sure I've said enough. <laughs> oh, Never. oh, I have a, 
I had a note here. There was, uh, I think it was the NFL. There was a diversity ad. Yeah. And it was talking about they have pledged. I don't remember if it was like the NFL or if it was like Nike or who. It's but it was the like, NFL. The NFL, two hundred and fifty million to fight systemic racism. Yes. And I, I want to know, and I didn't look it up. But I want to know how that amount of money compares to their profits in a year. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do a little quick look up on that. Because it's one of those things, and I've been seeing this recently. There's also been one going around on Twitter that I think is Nike. That's something like, we we have pledged $5 million to fight discrimination in high school sports throughout the country. And I'm like, what's that amount to? Like 10 bucks a school? Like, come on. This is bullshit. But it sounds like a big amount, you know, like $5 million sounds like a lot of money until you actually like break it down by like, what's that going to come out to per school, you know, per yeah, kid. And of course, where the money's actually going, if it's programs right, that are, exactly. you know, actually doing the work. Right. So $250 million to fight systemic racism. And also there's not a time period on it. So is that uh, yeah. <laughs> this coming year? Is that over the next 50 five. years? If five they years? said five. Five years. Five years. Okay, I missed that. So part. one million dollar so per year. Fifty million dollars per oh. year. Oh, you're yeah, two hundred fifty million. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was thinking of the Nike thing again. Yeah, no, no. the The NFL thing was two hundred fifty. So that was that one was problematic. Um, so, um, so mm-hmm. in twenty. Uh, 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 20, the end of the 2019-2020 season, if I'm reading this correctly. Mm. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. Just 2019 season. Um, the NFL's 32 teams split $9.5 billion in national revenue. Cool. Now, that is revenue and not profit. But still. But still. Yeah. But still, we're talking about a multi-billion dollar entity. Right. That has now pledged two hundred and fifty million. Yeah, which is an order of magnitude smaller. Quite so, literally, an yes. order of magnitude smaller. <laughs> so each team received two hundred ninety-six million dollars from the league. So this is basically less one than team's share. Team. Yeah. Less than one team's share over five yeah. years. Over five years. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for helping answer that. Well, that, though, that I do want about what I expected. I do want to point out, though, that um, the speech that was going in the background of that um, mm. was a um, former player. His name is Ladanian Tomlinson. That was his um, speech he gave when he was inducted to the Hall of Fame. So he was a running back for the San Diego Chargers and the New York Jets. And that he was inducted into the um, Football Hall of Fame in August of 2017. Um, so the speech that was running in the back of that was his speech, which I thought was nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think the only other... I had two notes about commercials, and then that was that was it. That was all that I had. Um, I hated all the quarantine commercials. There was like a whole genre <laughs> of like quarantine commercials. And, and this just... difficult time. Yes. Hey, I just, it was like making me angry, you know? Yeah. I just, yeah. Ugh, ugh, couldn't deal with it. And anything um, that called for unity was just... Yes. Nobody, knows, nobody okay. even knows what that means. Nobody takes the time to think about what that means. 
Mm-hmm. No, and the people mm-hmm. who do are not the people who need to. <laughs> yeah, the people who do mm-hmm. mean everybody needs to agree with me or nothing gets done. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the last one uh, was, uh, I have a note here that says, the Rocket Mortgage commercial made me scream. And I had to just Google it because I couldn't remember which one that was. But it was the Tracy Morgan ads uh, where he's talking about oh, the difference sure. between certainty and pretty sure. Yeah, those were pretty good. There were like two different ones, I think. And yeah, the, um, was... the uh, Mila Kunis, Ashton Kutcher one with Shaggy. Oh, I hated that. Oh. I, I both, I both loved and hated it. Like, it was stupid, but I also enjoyed how it repurposed that song, which I thought That's was fair. a horrible song because it's just yeah, it was. disgustingly <laughs> misogynistic. Yeah. yeah. And gross. Um, so I, I got a kick out of that one. It wasn't my favorite one, but I, I enjoyed it more than I probably would have expected myself to, if I had known that there was going to be a commercial with Shaggy and Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. I just, I, I could not get over Ashton Kutcher's attempt to sing. Yeah, oh, that was so bad. Oh, that was terrible. I know, I know oh, my limits. Bad. I would not attempt. I should not attempt to sing in a Super Bowl commercial. Nor should Aston Kutcher. Nor should he attempt to do an accent uh-huh. in that vein, which sometimes uh-huh. it sounded like he was trying to do, which made it extra cringeworthy. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's valid. I like. Cheetos, I think though. I was just caught mm-hmm. on. And this was the thing I kept coming back to, and it was just, and this is just a me thing. It was just making me realize, like how much I don't consume visual pop culture media anymore because I, I like saw them and I was horrified by like how much they've changed from the last time I have seen them. They've grown up. The last time I saw Mila Kunis was Jupiter ascending. And the last (laughs) time I saw Ashton Kutcher was probably that 70s show, you know, like it's been 15 years since I had a thought of what Ashton Kutcher looks like. And you know, he's a human, he's changed. But I was like, Whoa, what? Who? Ah, the one Gen X commercial I did really enjoy, uh, I hadn't really thought of it as a Super Bowl commercial because I had seen it on TV before the Super Bowl, but it's the the uh, tag team commercial where they're helping with, with dessert scoop. There it is. Oh. That one makes me laugh. My mom really that likes one that one, just to make you feel yeah, good about your that. your mom is valid. <laughs> and I think the best part of it is that tag team looks like completely innocuous, like, middle-aged people that you would find on the street and they're just like jamming in the kitchen with an ice cream scoop that that's one. what really sells that one for me yeah and the guy at the end sprinkles I'm like, okay all right you can stay that's that's allowed but that's it that's all i got on the commercials mostly i hated them mostly they were not good <laughs> well do we have any final thoughts on either commercials or football season finale in general uh, just that if anybody would like to pay us for 30 seconds on this podcast, it will cost you less than $5.5 million. Oh, true. It'll be about 5.4. Yeah. Also. No, not significantly less, just less. Yes. <laughs> just, I, I feel like it needs mentioning because it does. That Oatly commercial. I had no strong feelings about oat milk one way or the other before the commercial. Now I am strongly anti-oat milk. Oh, I thought that one was funny. Like, not ha-ha funny, but like, what are you trying to do here funny? I like oat milk fine, and I hate regular milk. So I was already like, 
gonna drink oat milk anyway but i was just like this is so interesting so i i read a couple things about that one in particular um uh he the the owner or the ceo or whoever chief chief mm-hmm. chief chief creative officer whoever decided on that commercial officer. they decided that <laughs> their measure of success for the commercial was not who enjoyed it but how many clicks it got afterwards yeah. so the traffic on their site has been like phenomenal so yeah i bet worth it they they kind of went intentionally bizarre in order to get more traffic I feel like that's honestly maybe the best Super Bowl strategy, you know, because you are going to have such a volume of viewers that if you can get, because if you try to appeal to a specific group, you're then not going to get the rest of the audience, right? Yeah. But if you manage to like get a hook, whether or not people like it, you might make them do more, right? Like you might make them go to your website, even if they're just like, this was so weird. I have to look at this. Yeah. Um, Though I did also read something else. I read something about um, that company. I want to say that Oatly's parent company gets money or or they they don't get money. They um, spent money to support our last president. Mm, gross. Um, shoot, I'm not going to find it now. Uh, I'll try to find that and post it on our on our Twitter. Um but yeah, there were some some like gross financial connections with Oatly. Speaking of gross capitalism, that reminds me that I was really icked out by the Tide commercial where they were like, no, but listen, you need to wash things more than you think you do. No, I don't. You can't oh, really tell one. if something's dirty. Yeah, it was the subtext of the commercial was like... It was the Jason Alexander was, sweatshirt. I remember it that was. one, but oh yeah, the subtext but, of No, it's it. the yeah, same commercial. You're right. But it's because his, you know, he's like, no, it's fine. And then, and then his mom is like, are you sure? And then goes through the whole thing. And then the, the tag at the end of it is the voiceover saying, like, you can't really be sure if something is clean or not. So you better wash it more, oh. which is so blatantly yeah. tied going, buy more of our product and use it. You can't even tell when you need it. So you better just do it all the time. Buy more, buy more, buy more. I was just so was like, well. thrown by the Jason Alexander hoodie that I, I missed that entirely. <laughs> but no, you're right. And so back to Gen That's X. one of those things that they never tell you, but you learn the hard way sometimes. You need a lot less laundry detergent than you think you do. That shit is super concentrated, so use, like, a fraction of what you think you need, and your clothes will be fine. Yeah, Yeah. you think you need it at a three? You don't. Put it at a one. Yep. Nope. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, I learned that lesson early, because I'm allergic to a lot of detergents, so (laughs) that is a thing I have internalized. Also, including hand soap, (laughs) not able to be substituted for detergent. Nope. Also true. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It is much, much foamier. Also, put in your dishwasher. Yes, it is. Much, much, much foamier. <laughs> Were your floors real clean after uh-huh. this? Uh-huh, real slippery. <laughs> Fortunately, I did it at work, not at home. Nice. <laughs> but that's a story for another time. It's a good clean note to take us out on, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, and we're, we're about nothing if not good, clean fun, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well... Highly sanitized. Rebecca, will you tell the people where they can find us? I would love to do that, Rachel. Um, people can email us again, advertisers. Uh, <laughs> you can email us at foulpugpodcast at gmail.com. 
Um, Instagram, we are at Foul Puck Podcast. And on Twitter, we are at Foul Puck Pod. Um, you can also find us on the internet in general. Our website is foulpuckpodcast.net. And if you missed it, um, we had a special article from our field uh, football correspondent, Brittany, that was 55 facts for Super Bowl 55. Yeah, she did a good um, job with that one. I... And even though it's over, yeah, yeah, even though it's over, I think it was still an entertaining read. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, that one. And I would like to thank Joe for doing our editing and uh, Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for our music. And I would just like to encourage you all to spread the good word, to air commercials for Foul Puck on whatever (laughs) medium you care to share them on, whether that's social media or visual media or audio media. We're happy to uh, have you advertising on our behalf. Talking to your pets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and also if you want to go give us a five-star rating on the... uh, iTunes or the Stitcher or the Podbean or wherever it is that you are consuming this product, uh, it would be much appreciated. All right. Well, from I have been Rachel. I continue to be Nancy. And I'm Rebecca. And we'll see you next time.